Welcome back to We Talk About Practice, the show where I give you a fan-sided perspective on the events going on in the world of sports. I'm your host, John Vallejo, as always. Now let's get into the show. Welcome back to the show, everybody. And uh, wow, the news just don't stop coming. So let's be honest. The big news if you follow sports in general, has got to be the Deshaun Watson signing. But there are a couple things that I do want to talk about, and it's not just Deshaun Watson. That's just what's going to lead the show. Uh, Something happened here in the last 40 minutes, which is that uh, we found out Carlos Correa signed with the Twins. Three years, $105 million. Um, Deshaun Watson and Carlos Correa. That's uh, what I'm going to be talking about today. I know that March Madness is going on. And to tell you the truth, I just, I'm not a big college basketball fan. I used to be. I used to watch it religiously, at least when it came to March Madness, for sure. But with football season and basketball season getting started uh, around the same time, I just have no time to follow college basketball. And when I do watch college basketball, it's just terrible. It's such a bad product because... You're used to watching NBA basketball, and then you watch these younger guys making terrible decisions, taking terrible shots, terrible threes. And I wonder to myself, how the hell do these guys make it to the league? (laughs) And look, I get it. They're much more talented than I am, but um, I just don't watch college basketball. You know, I might catch a Sweet 16 or Elite 8 matchup, uh, maybe a Final Four. And depending on who makes it to the final game, I might watch the National Championship game. But sometimes it's just not worth it to me. All right, so Deshaun Watson. His deal is five years, $230 million. Fully guaranteed. That's uh, that's unheard of. And look, before we talk money and contract and, and play on the field with Deshaun Watson, there's this one thing that we got to address, right? Which is the pending 22 suits, civil suits. The 22 pending civil suits, and I believe actually there were 23 women, but one of them didn't even want to file. And look, there are a lot of opinions on Deshaun Watson. There are a lot of conspiracy theories, all right? And the the, the conspiracy theorists, their theories are that the attorney for these women was a huge Texans fan and a friend of the owner's. And that many of these women uh, were also prostitutes and uh, not just, you know, uh, what's what's the term? Massage therapists? Well, they weren't massage therapists, but masseuses. Okay. Look, I'm not going to even get into that. The allegations themselves are terrible. And uh, I've said it in multiple shows. You know, if, if he is guilty of any of this stuff, um, I, I can't get behind them. All right. So that's one thing. The other thing is that he was, well, he wasn't cleared, but a grand jury decided that there was not enough evidence to go forth with charges, with the criminal charges that were pending. Got it. Now, a grand jury deciding not to go forward does not mean that he is not guilty. It means that there won't be a trial to find out whether he's guilty or not. There won't be discovery. And so... We don't really know the details, right? We can see the court documents and that's public knowledge. You can go and find it. 
and you can read through what uh, the attorney filed. But beyond that, we won't really get discovery. There is no real trial. Um, but of course, when you have this many women come forward, the immediate thought is this can't just be something that was planned. This can't have been made up. They didn't just decide we're going to collude and we're going to get our money. Granted, things like this have happened in the past with athletes, with celebrities, with quasi celebrities, right? People want to get their money. And uh, what's more American than trying to sue someone and get your money? Uh, but the charges themselves and what the the alleged crimes that he committed, right? What he allegedly did, that is horrendous. Um, I wasn't there and I would have to be inclined to believe this woman, but the fact that it's not going to trial, I'm, I'm not, look, I'm not saying he's innocent. I'm not saying he's this great person. We just don't know. We can assume that this happened. We can assume that we can also assume that some of these things were true, right? Maybe there are some women in there that just joined to try to get their money. Nothing happened, but they're trying to get paid. And they might be the minority. The majority of women actually had horrible things happen to them. We don't know. But what we will find out is the fact that he has 22 civil suits pending. All right. And that brings me to discussion about his contract with the Browns. $230 million guaranteed. Year one, his base salary is $1 million. But he has a cash or bonus signing of 45 million dollars so what does that mean it means that he knows there's a suspension coming right now it is a pending six game suspension now the nfl is still conducting their uh, their investigation put whatever worth you want on that and the the nfl is going to protect the nfl so do i expect that they're going to have any any meaningful findings I think their findings will say that uh, they'll probably agree with the grand jury. They didn't find a lot of evidence, but it was enough to have violated the NFL's code of conduct and they'll suspend him for six games, which is what I think he's currently uh, facing. It could be more, but that's why that $1 million base salary is so important because he will only miss or he will only have to be uh, paying $55,000 per game that he misses. So Deshaun Watson was in control here the entire time. He got his money, which is incredible after what he was facing and these, these things that he potentially did, he comes out on top. I mean, the guy was dictating terms to teams. He wasn't interviewing with teams. No, he said, I'm giving you the opportunity to come and sit down so I can interview you. Are you going to be a good fit for me? And are you going to give me my money? I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. And let's not forget, okay, we're talking football now, right? The NFL really historically cares about football. NFL teams care about making money and winning games. That's it. They've never really shown that they care about their communities or being a moral pillar in their communities. So let's not pretend like the NFL or NFL teams and owners are anything but businesses. And they also understand that fans are fickle. 
that a year might go by or two, and if they're making deep playoff runs and they make it to the Super Bowl and possibly win one, the majority of these people that are saying that that Deshaun Watson is a horrible individual, even though he was not convicted of a crime, they're going to come back. Now, I'm not a Browns fan. You know, I'm not a particular huge fan of any one team, but I'm giving it to you how, how teams, how owners will look at it and how they look at it. And this is the reason why they went after Deshaun Jackson, because they know that fans are fickle and that they'll complain and some will leave, but the majority will come back and the majority will stay. So it's not like they're going to lose a lot of revenue and having deep playoff runs and having championships. It's what keeps fans. It's harsh. It's a hard reality, but that's what it is. Okay. It doesn't speak to you or me as a person. We're just being honest here. And, and that's what um, Deshaun Jackson represents. Or I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson represents, and you might not like this, he might be the best thing that will have happened to Cleveland sports. Four or five years from now, he may be the best thing that's happened to Cleveland sports since LeBron James. And he will be another one of those redemption stories because America loves to forgive people. They'll look back and say, oh, he won a championship or he won two Super Bowls. And, you know, maybe these women were just trying to get his money. It's crazy how we do this revisionist history, but that's what we do. We try to fit a narrative to fit our new worldview. And so if he won or if he's winning and he's brought them championships and he's made the city and the team relevant, they're going to spin a narrative in their own head and not only one fan, multiple fans, and then thousands of fans. And it just becomes the collective narrative that this guy went through a lot and he was being framed and someone was trying to take his money. And look at look at this guy who went through all that and still came back and won for our city. And if I'm not defending him. I'm just telling you how fans have been historically. This is what they do. Because all they care about is their team winning. And... Um, if you don't believe me, just look at Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Look at fans of other teams. They've done the same thing histor historically in any league. So Deshaun Watson, he, I think, will be looked at if he wins and if he brings him a Super Bowl, especially, as Cleveland's own, as one of the greatest athletes here and the best thing that will have happened to the city. And don't forget about Baker. And that's... Um, that's not me speculating. I mean, it is speculation, but it's speculation based on proven historical records. That's what fans do. They are fickle. But really, let's look at Deshaun Watson and let's look at the, the numbers that he put up. His last season before, before missing out uh, the entirety of last year. And by the way, he still got paid like $10.8 last year, even though he didn't play a single game. But his last season, he led the league in passing yards. 4,823 yards, all right? A 70.2 completion percentage. He also led the league in passer rating, I believe. No, he did not, but it was his highest pass, passer rating to date, 112.4. And uh, he threw for 33 touchdowns and 7 INTs. All right, his career, he's thrown for 104 touchdowns and 36 INTs. And he's got a passer rating of 104.5. And... If he puts up those types of numbers with the Browns, 
fans will slowly forget all these things that he allegedly did. And look, speaking of things that he allegedly did, I, I want to go back to it. He has 22 civil uh, cases pending. Okay. So I mentioned it before. It was very smart on his part, really on his agent's part to ensure that that first year salary was $1 million and that he got all his money as a guaranteed bonus. Uh, they listed as cash, a cash bonus because he won't lose any of that money. All his money, even if he doesn't play the entire first year, he's losing a million dollars. But the important money, the 45 million, he's getting all of that. Again, $230 million guaranteed. And right now, look, I'm I'm getting into Twitter beefs with fans. And I'm not saying one thing or another. I'm really just staring the pot. And I get all sorts of responses. Like, uh, one of them was, was funny. Which was that maybe fans think it's stupid and immoral to give someone $250 million. Who's worth $250 million? Especially after what he did. So everyone's... Like everyone's just saying, this is what he did. Forget that he allegedly did this. Forget that it never went to court and we never really got to find out, even though we can assume that maybe some of these things were true. They're already crucifying him. But it's these same fans that are this type of passionate that once he starts winning and the city starts winning and they're out in the muni lot drinking and going to bars and tearing shit up, it's those same fans that are going to be wearing his jersey and um, that's what people do. That's what fans do. They are fickle. Let's not pretend that we are anything but that. And so when I say this to fans, or when I get into these tw Twitter back and forths, I'm not doing it as someone that thinks he didn't do any of this, that he's completely innocent. No, I'm saying it as someone that's experienced fandom, who knows and has seen what people do and how they react and how they come back from these sorts of... Um, events or accusations of athletes that are on the particular team that they cheer for people forget about it quickly so Deshaun Watson when it's all said and done especially with the weapons that he has because Cleveland had a team they just did not have the consistency and the thing that you need most in this league a quarterback a proven quarterback that can go out there and make the throws and who can go out there and risk it when he needs to risk it. And who can make plays. And unfortunately for Baker, he just, he wasn't able to do that. And I don't place the blame all on him. Again, last year, he was injured. He was injured and he came back. He played with a torn labrum. He's having surgery this offseason or had his surgery already. But I understand what he tried to do. He tried to prove to the fan base that he is that guy. That he's going to put his body out on the line. That he's going to leave it all out there on the field for his team. And he did not do his, himself any favors. Not only did he farther injure himself. He just didn't perform. You know. And look. Deshaun Watson doesn't have a great record. He is a. But he is 28 and 25. And I believe Baker. In his history. With the Browns. Has a losing record. Um, I, they did go to the playoffs. But let me see if I can pull this up here quickly. He is, okay, it's a similar record. He's 29 and 30, and he's got a one-on-one -on -one record in the playoffs. So he did lead them to the postseason. And, you know, unfortunately, they had a disappointing season this year. 
they had the players and baker just didn't perform well you know and a lot of it is due to injury but you know what are fans what are owners what are they going to remember this is a what have you done for me lately league and sport and uh he was inconsistent and that's what they know and that's what they remember so deshaun watson look i'm you can you can think whatever you want but as an athlete as a gifted quarterback that he is i'm looking forward to seeing him play he he's been cleared well he's he's got a pending suspension but he'll be able to play he hasn't been blackballed from the league and he hasn't been kicked out so he will be playing this year and um i'm looking forward to watching him play i remember watching him play for for clemson when they won the uh the, the national championship back in i want to say 2016 or 17 his last year and i enjoyed watching him play in houston and um uh, look the browns have weapons how how long they keep those weapons around him is the important part because that is a huge contract and so if they're able to keep pieces around them for three years four years that's huge um that's will dictate whether the Browns will be successful, whether Watson's tenure here will be successful or not. But again, even if he has receivers, they don't have to be top tier, but if he has competent receivers, that's why this league and that position is so important. And these league rules that have changed over time to, to protect the offense, to protect quarterbacks, to give us shootouts and high scoring games. So he doesn't have to have elite receivers, but if he has good receivers, he will have success here. Okay, the defense that Cleveland had uh, was pretty stacked, and they have been for a couple of years. Again, the one thing that's been holding the Browns back, just like many other teams, is not having that guy a quarterback. And don't be mistaken, Deshaun Watson is that guy. He was that guy in college. He was that guy when he came into the league. Everyone knows it. And he's 26 years old. And when his contract is due, if he's had success here in Cleveland, and I believe he will, not only will he get another big contract, the fans are going to want him to stay. They're going to want him to extend here in Cleveland. And we'll be having this conversation again, except that this time around, it won't be about the fans who are uh, judging him openly and saying all types of him on Twitter and how he's a horrible human being, but instead they'll be talking about what a great person he was and how good he's been for the community and the Browns and whatever other narrative the fans have spun so that they can go from openly discussing how terrible he is as a human being to what a great person he is to keep in the organization. So Deshaun Watson, when it's all said and done, I believe he will be at least looked at by the fans as the best athlete or the best thing that has happened to Cleveland sports. All right. Well, the other big news of the day, and I don't know how big it is depending on what sports you are or what sports fan you are, is Carlos Correa. He signed a three-year, $105.3 million deal with the Minnesota Twins. Listen, I don't think he's staying in Minnesota. Minnesota doesn't usually do well with keeping their big stars and the ones that want big money. Carlos Correa is 26 years old, 
this contract will put him at 29 and look he wanted a big money long-term contract he wasn't able to get that not from the astros and not from any other team so the best thing for him to do was and, and to get his money was to sign this three-year 105 million dollar contract all right that puts him at what 30 36 a year no it puts him at like 33 a year 34 a year so he's still getting his money and actually he's 27 and he turns 28 in september so at the end of his contract he'll be 30 31 still relatively young in baseball and he can sign a six seven year deal which will take him to 37 38 and then he can get his money and barring any injuries he's going to continue to perform at the level that he's been performing so you know he wanted to get francisco lindor type of money the money that they gave him with the mets or that the mets gave him and uh, it wasn't possible you know with the lockdown and the contracted negotiations with it with baseball and the players association it probably wasn't the best time for him to try and and get this kind of deal because everything was rushed because the baseball season started later and so negotiations and all these other things started later and it was contract it was contracted it was squeezed into a shorter period of time and instead of trying to get a deal that wasn't in his best interest you know he said okay i'll take the three years 105 and we'll revisit again when i'm 30 but i don't think he's staying in minnesota if you're a minnesota twins fan enjoy him for the three years that you have him but other big market teams are going to come after him and minnesota as we know history has shown that they can't keep most of these guys so he'll have a good run in minnesota as long as he stays healthy but he's going to leave you guys and that's okay if you get three good years out of them and you make deep runs, maybe a World Series. To be honest, I don't know the makeup of the Minnesota Twins. I don't know if they have the type of team to make a run or if he was the missing piece. But if he was, then there's a chance that um, that you might be making a couple of deep runs and that he was worth it. You know, not everyone is the Yankees. Not everyone can spend and, and give someone, you know, six, seven year deals worth 40 million each. Well, that's all I got. About three minutes on Carlos Correa. You Cleveland Browns fans. I know you're you're not liking the quarterback that got signed right now. But the truth is, those of you that don't like him, you're going to turn around pretty quickly. That's just the way of life as a fan of any team. And the faster that you see that, that, you see that and you realize that's the truth and those are facts, the faster you're going to come around to watching Browns, fans, uh, Browns games in person. Or on TV, buying your bronze gear, because that's what you do. Thanks for tuning into the show. I'll catch you in the next one. Thanks again for listening to the show. Subscribe to catch the next episode. And you can find us on Apple and Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Catch you next time. <laughs>